Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Fell, and today... We have a special guest joining us on the airwaves. She's a talented singer-songwriter hailing from the heart of Wisconsin, known for her captivating indie folk tunes that weaves tales of love, guilt, and the triumphs of navigating a global pandemic. Thrilled to announce Karen Neubauer, also known as KM. With her latest album, Paradise, she takes us on a musical journey inspired by her experiences from Milwaukee to rural Kentucky, and finally to the bustling streets of New York City. Wisconsinite at heart, KM, has carved her path through the Milwaukee music scene, including notable performances with bands like The Violent Hour. Today, she shares her unique perspective and artistic journey with us. So grab your headphones, settle in, and let's dive into the melodies and stories that make Wisconsin's music scene truly special. Let's amplify Wisconsin music with KM. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have Karen Mubauer. Did I say that correctly? Uh, yes, Mubauer. Mubauer. Um, and she is a longtime Wisconsinite who has moved out to New-, to New York. She has played in a few bands out here in Wisconsin, and now she's on a solo um, project right now, and then she's going to be talking about that today. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So let's get to the listeners a little bit about yourself. Why don't you give them your music origin story? How did you get started into music and kind of like your journey through your life up to now? Sure. Um, I think like a lot of people you've had on your podcast, you know, I grew up in a, in a very musical household. Um, my parents weren't musicians, but they were really into music. Um, so I definitely like, you know, gained a, a, an appreciation of music from a really young age. Um, took piano lessons. I was in choir, you know, throughout school. Um, and then finally, I think toward, toward the end of high school, um, I ended up joining a cover band, um, in the, I'm from, uh, the suburbs of Milwaukee. So the band was based in Brookfield and, um, yeah, that kind of all happened like really fast as sort of a fluke. A friend's boyfriend was uh, looking for a lead singer and another friend was going to go and try out and she convinced me to go as well. And then she ended up not going and I ended up going. <laughs> so I <laughs> I kind of got the got the gig. Cool. Um, yeah, so that was kind of my foray into into being in bands and and performing live and all of that. And then how long were you in bands and in the local scene here in, in the Milwaukee area? How many years was that? Uh Pretty long time. So I went to school at UW-Madison and after I graduated, I got a job in Milwaukee. So I moved to Milwaukee um, in 2003, dating myself now. Uh, and um, I think I joined my first band in like 2005. It was called Falafel and I was in that band for like 10 years. Okay. Um, we did original music. We did a lot of covers. Um, and yeah, that was a band for about 10 years. And then after that, um, I started a band with some other friends called The Violet Hour. And okay. that was a band from about 2010 until I moved in 2015. And are those the only two bands that you were in before you had to move out to New York? Yes, okay. they were. Um, so, I, But I did start kind of playing some solo gigs as well. Because um, I've always really enjoyed, you know, writing my own music and I would write some songs that wouldn't quite fit, you know, the projects that I was a part of. Um, 
And so that kind of just led me to performing some some solo acoustic songs here and there. Um, and I was really getting into that actually a lot more right before I moved um, in 2015. So um, that kind of that kind of put a halt to it a little bit and put, yeah. unfortunately put a halt to the Violet Hour. So that was a project that I really enjoyed and um, uh, just really liked the music that we were making. We were playing a lot of live shows. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in a group that you really enjoy and then it has to stop. It's, it's, it's for lack of a better word, it's a bummer. Yeah. It is yeah. a total bummer. Um, let's kind of talk about the, when you were here in, in the Milwaukee area, the local scene, what did you see as like, some positives that you experienced? Yeah, I think, I think Milwaukee has such a great scene. Um, I mean, it's, you know, especially compared to New York, like it, it's small. And so I think it's a lot easier to kind of get your foot in the door at, you know, getting shows at venues, um, getting to know other bands, getting connected with people. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think there's just something really special about it. And I think that a lot of people who move to, you know, bigger cities to specifically to like pursue music and things like that, like, it's just so much harder. Um, Even things that, you know, I didn't appreciate when I was there. But for instance, now in New York, I don't own a car, I take the train everywhere. So just having to like, lug a a guitar, you know, to the subway, and then to, you know, wherever, Um, you know, it's a lot more a lot more hassle than just, you know, hopping in your car and being able to, to get to a venue in 15 minutes or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that was, that's definitely a benefit, but there are a lot of great venues too. And it's just, it's just such a great scene and it's really friendly. And I feel like everybody's really open. Um, and just, yeah, it's just a good experience. On the other side of that coin, um, what were some of the struggles that you experienced in the local scene around Milwaukee? Sure. Um, actually, something I just thought about, too, is um, I want to give a shout out to WMSE and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. It's so amazing that those stations exist and they highlight local artists. And yeah. I, the, that's truly, I think, a unique thing. Um, I haven't seen that since moving away. Um, just really, really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, on the flip side, you know, <laughs> I'm going to sound old and lame, but I think shows always started really late. Okay. Um, so as somebody who had, you know, like a nine to five job, it was tricky to have to, you know, play like weekday shows. Um, cause they, I feel like they always started at like 10, um, and then having, <laughs> having to wake up the next day and go to work. Was always <laughs> like, oh God. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was always a little bit of a, of a bummer, but, um, yeah. What else? I would say maybe too, there was like, uh, and maybe this isn't true for everybody. I would, you know, a little bit of a lack of like diversity in terms of um, scheduling. But again, this was, this was a a good number of years ago now, but, you know, I would always kind of play shows with um, kind of similar sounding bands. And I do feel like I have seen that that has changed and um, different genres are playing together more and things like that. Right. Um, So that's good. I think that's a positive uh, trajectory for sure. And and the bands that you were in, were those um, mostly, bands that covered other band songs or were they more originals? Uh, mostly originals. Um, the Violet Hour was pretty much all originals. We did do some covers of like some like blues rock kind of like Black Keys, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, bands like that. Um, and then Falafel started off as a, uh, it was a unique journey. It started off as a <laughs> kind of a folk rock kind of a thing, mostly acoustic 
pretty much performing our own songs um, exclusively. Um, over time, it kind of evolved. We got a new guitar player and it uh, became a lot jammier and we ended up playing really long shows. We, we played at Fire on Water um, a lot, which I know is a venue that is no longer uh, no longer there, sadly. But we played there a lot and we'd play like, you know, three hour shows. Um, so we had to fill a lot of time. And so it was probably good that the, the guys in my band <laughs> like to jam a lot. Yeah. They were like, you know, into fish and things like that. So, um, so then we added a lot of covers just to kind of like fill up the time. Gotcha. And yeah. did you find that being a mostly original, being in a mostly original bands, was it harder to get gigs or it's kind of hard to tell because that's all you really did? I almost would say it was easier. I feel like there are a lot of venues that really appreciate um, original music. Um, yeah, I definitely think it was actually harder as a, as a more, you know, like doing more covers. I think it was harder to find find gigs but also you know like the style of music we were doing it was like like i said it was kind of jammy it was like a funky yeah. rock sort of a thing and i definitely think the more of like the indie rock sound that um that i was a part of in the violet hour was just it fit the scene maybe better okay yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah definitely um so now you're talking you um we're talking a little bit before about um you have a solo act now that's out in new york why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that Sure. Um, so I recently uh, recorded and released an, a full-length album uh, called Paradise. Um, I put that out in January of this year, and assuming that you'll release this podcast in uh, 2023. It's kind of just something I've been working toward for a long time. Um, when I moved away, so we, I first moved to uh, rural Kentucky. Actually, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, much in terms of a music scene there. Okay. Um, so I started focusing more on writing some solo songs and I put out a little EP while I lived there. Um, and then, I, you know, I just kind of have been writing songs like over the years. And once I moved to New York, it's like, again, that was 2015. So moving to New York was like a completely wild experience, like just like so different than I expected it to be. So uh, that put a little bit of a halt to, to my music making for a little bit. Cause I was just trying to get adjusted, uh, to New York city life and the hustle and bustle and all that. And I was also, um, working and then, you know, the pandemic hit yeah. a few years ago. And so that kind of messed up a lot of stuff too. So, uh, my, my solo act, which I call KM, it's, um, my name's Karen Mulebowers, which is not really, you know, a great stage name. So I took my initials. KM and spelled them out. So that's the uh, explanation behind the name. Um, but that's, these are songs that I've been working on. I mean, even since I lived in Milwaukee, actually, there are a couple that um, that I, I worked on a long time ago and have just kind of been evolving over the years. Um, and then I just decided since, you know, I had kind of like left my, left the Milwaukee music scene, left my connections, left my bands. Um, so I, I decided I would focus more on the solo stuff and put more of an effort into actually working toward a full length album um, and to kind of to challenge myself to do it because it takes me a really long time to, to write songs actually. And I find myself being a bit of a, a perfectionist 
um, about things and, you know, I'm never happy with stuff. I'm constantly <laughs> fixing and reworking things. And so I was really just trying to push myself to finally, like, just do it and put it out there. Right, and, right. You know, stop letting fear <laughs> hold me back. Just <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Um, so, and I've also been actually in grad school for the past three years. Um, so there, I've had a lot going on in my life between the moves and the grad school and all of that. But, um, you know, when I found free time, I worked on these songs. And then uh, right before my last semester, um, during during winter break, I was like, all right, we're doing this. Um, and I reached out to a guitar player who, um, he was actually a guitar player in the Violet Hour. His name's Joel Martin. Um, and he actually lives in Phoenix now, but he is, he actually recorded one of the Violet Hour albums. And he's just really great uh, recording engineer. And so I sent him, I, I recorded everything actually um, on my own, uh, you know, at home. And then I sent him the uh, the tracks and asked him to mix them and master them for me. So he was kind enough to do that, to do that. And he made them sound a thousand times better. Yeah. I was just listening um, to a few of the songs off of this album on Bandcamp and yeah, it sounds great. Nice job. Oh, thank on you so much. All, yeah. It's very enjoyable. So Listeners, we're going to put a couple songs here on the podcast for you to listen to. So what would be like a first song you'd like people to kind of hear off of this album? Sure. Um, I actually really like the first album called Spectator. Okay. One of my favorites. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Actually, it's a great transition. Um, I wrote that song shortly after moving to New York. Um, and when I moved here, we moved for my wife's job. Okay. And I did not have a job when we first moved here. It took a few months um, to find something. And, you know, so I was sitting around in our teeny tiny apartment. Um, we live in Queens, um, just over the river from Manhattan. And, you know, I moved here into this huge city. Um, it's not anything at all, like it's portrayed on TV, but in my mind, it still was <laughs> at that time. And I was, you know, I was really intimidated yeah, by it, right. you know? Um, and so I was trying to find work and, in the meantime, we have a, a train line that's an elevated line, kind of similar to the L in Chicago, right. uh, that, that runs through our neighborhood. And it runs uh, parallel to Manhattan. So your entire ride, you can kind of see the Manhattan skyline. And I think that kind of inspired this song because I felt like Manhattan was just like just out of reach. Um, you know, I was trying to find work and I was feeling like a lot of imposter syndrome, um, being here. And that's kind of where the theme for that song, just kind of being a spectator of other people's, uh, success. Um, that's where the idea came from. Sometimes I feel like a spectator of other people's success. 
I really like the second song on the album as well. Okay. Um, it's called Island for Governors. And that one uh, is another more recent song that I wrote um, actually during the pandemic. And it's kind of a twist on, um, there's an, an island here in New York called Governors Island. And it's a little bit of a, an escape from the city. It's um, it's just off the tip of Manhattan, but right. there aren't cars allowed. You can go and like ride bikes and, and walk around. And there's actually grass there <laughs> and trees. <laughs> Um, it's magical. Um, and so that kind of became an escape during the pandemic. Um, we would take a boat there. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a place to like be outside and not be around too many other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I I kind of was inspired by that experience. And, uh, you know, when you listen to it, I, I kind of turned it on its head a little bit. Um, the idea of it being an island for governors. Um even though it's it's really for regular people. <laughs> Sounds good. I've got pine trees so green inside my head I can almost smell the lavender Blooming in a faraway field On an island for governors Where the maps will match the neighborhoods Rolling hills and the ocean waves Are yours and mine and everyone's But I'm stuck inside this 500 square feet box And I don't mind, it gives us a chance to Feet box. 
Let's talk a little bit about the New York scene for you. Um, I know we talked about Milwaukee's positives and negatives. What have you seen positive and negative in the New York scene? Yeah, Um, that's a great question. And, you know, um, it's kind of a scene I'm still trying to break into. So, you know, as I mentioned, I was in um, a graduate program for the past few years and the pandemic hit. So I haven't really, like, explored the scene too much. I have... um, I really like being in bands. I really actually like collaborating more so than I like writing my own music. Um, Even though I just put out this album and I was pushing myself to do it. Um, But I really like working with other people. And so it is something I'm interested in doing. um, And I've explored it a little bit. But I think because the city is so huge, it's just really hard to find people who, um, you know, who I would mesh with and want to create a band with, Um, you know, and, in Milwaukee, I really lucked out because I had friends who like kind of had similar music tastes and um, we really meshed well in terms of the music that we wanted to create together. But it's it's definitely difficult, you know, shout out to all the bands out there that are making it happen because it's not easy no. to find people that y- you gel really well with right. and yeah, can be on the same page with, mm-hmm. and, um, especially when you're writing original music too. So that's definitely something that I want to want to start exploring more. I think um, my plan is to kind of maybe play some open mics and uh, do some solo shows before I venture out into um, possibly finding a band again. Yeah. And possibly, you know, turning some of this solo stuff into um, into like a full band kind of deal. Kind of build it from, you know, a grassroots thing and start inviting people to play with you and then see what happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I know, like, obviously the pandemic's over for been over for a minute now, but, um, but that put a huge damper oh, in, yeah. in my for like, hopes and dreams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now you've talked about being in grad school. Um, you mentioned your wife, so you're married. Um, how is the work, you know, work life balance for you? Is it a struggle, you know, keeping that, you know, you know, together with music and all these things you're doing, how's that working for you? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I don't know if other people who, you know, as they get older feel the same way, but it's just, it's, it's tricky. Like I'm tired, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a different way than I was like when I was in my twenties, you know, I had, right. a, I had like big aspirations, you know, when I was in my twenties and I had just so much energy to be putting forth, um, into music. But then I also, you know, was in a lower, I was in lower positions. And so it was just easier, like to, to find that work-life balance. So, um, now that I'm, you know, worked my way up a little bit in my career and it's just, you know, it becomes more of a focus, I think, as you age. And so, yeah, it's tough. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to kind of figure that out. (laughs) Um, And I think honestly, that's part of the reason why I like working with other people because it really holds me accountable when it's just me, it's easier to, to brush it off and I'll just, I'll do it tomorrow or, and I really enjoy doing it, but I, I think I need a little bit of that accountability. Right. 
And obviously your wife, you know, supports you and all that stuff. Is she a musician as well? Or is she has no clue what it's like to be in a creative? Um, she's not a musician. She used to play saxophone um, in high school and college. Oh, cool. You too. Nice. Um, and uh, so she has like, she is actually, and she's a huge music fan. So she's, um, she has a really great ear. So every song on this album, I need to give her credit, honestly, because I ran by so many ideas, uh, past her, you know, I would come up with little parts and I'd be like, do you like it this way more or this way more? And, you know, <laughs> so she, she definitely was a little bit of a muse and, um, and, uh, it's nice. I, I like to play things for her and kind of, I can kind of hear things through her ears a little bit and kind of get outside of my own head. Um, so she does, deserves a lot of credit for sure. Excellent. And so shout out to your wife. <laughs> yeah, <thanks> <laughs> um, as we get close to the end here, um, I'd like to ask you about gigs that have made an impression on you, either as an artist performing or as an audience member, or you can talk about, you know, both sides of that stage. Yeah. Oh, wow. How much time do we have? I can't go on about this <laughs> forever. Um, so I would say, uh, you know, so I kind of like came of age in the 90s. I was in high school and um, and like Lilith Fair was was a big deal then. And like women were having this really huge moment in mm. music. Um, so I think going to that festival was just huge for me because I I could like see myself in the music, but then I think it also inspired me to kind of want to pursue music as well. Um, so that was definitely huge. So I'll, I'll give you a really old concert and then I'll give you <laughs> a more recent one. Sure. Um, Go for it. With the Wisconsin tie. Um, shortly before moving, um, I went to Eau Claire Fest in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and that was put on by J Justin Vernon. And uh, the Bonavere set was just incredible. I bet. Uh, yeah. Gosh, that was amazing. I mean, the whole festival was in the woods. And during their set, they like, I don't even know how they did it, but they lit up all of the trees during songs and it was on beat. And it was just a truly magical experience. If I could redo that concert over and over again, I, I would do so in a heartbeat. I bet. I bet a lot of the people that were there with you feel exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, those are, those are two of my faves. I also just saw the national a few weeks ago. So that uh, stands out in my mind, a band I really like. Um, and what will I say? Um, let me think been like the summer of concerts for me i feel like yeah. everybody's touring now that you know it's like everyone couldn't tour during the pandemic right. and so now they're making up for lost time mm -hmm. i think so i've had a, a lot of concerts this summer which has been really fun was there any um where you were the performer that just made a big impression on mm -hmm. you great question yes um gosh so many i mean when i was in falafel uh, you know, like we were playing a lot of covers, but we found, I think because we were young, we had, we had so many people that came to our shows and supported, supported us as musicians during that time. So, um, you know, we got a lot of people out and it was just always kind of a party. So I think I would probably say looking back, like our, our last show that we had at, uh, fire on water, it was our last show ever. It was just a really cool experience. We, we packed the place and nice. uh, just had a really good time. It was really fun. Um, and then with the Violet Hour, we played on the Milwaukee boat line a couple times. Okay, that was very cool. Just you know, sail around and play music, mm -hmm. and yeah, that was super fun. Very really cool. cool experience. Excellent. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about before I let you go? Hmm. You haven't asked me. Probably. <laughs> uh, You're in a, another band too, right? If I remember in the email. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's actually another side project. So I like to have all these different side projects going at any moment in time because I just always have song ideas mm-hmm. um, swirling around in my brain um, and in my note, uh, my recorder app on my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, my other side project is called Tokyo Yo. Okay. Um, and it's a little bit weirder. So that's why it's a little, uh, it's a little different from KM. KM is much more acoustic, folky, kind of serious, uh, a little ethereal. Um, whereas Tokyo Yo is a little bit more of a, just putting whatever out there that I want to do and using a lot more synth and things like that, coming up with kind of unique sounds. Um, and I did put out an album or a very short, uh, EP actually during the pandemic, uh, called pandemic pop. So it was just a reflection of my <laughs> New York City pandemic experience. Cool. Um, and getting through that. So you can find that find that on Bandcamp too. It's tokyoyo.bandcamp.com. I'll put those links in the description uh, for that. Um, listeners, um, Karen doesn't really have any social media out there yet, but <laughs> as soon as she gets if she gets that up and going, then um, I'll put those in the details too. And if they are up and running before I put this episode out, which is probably going to be in a couple, two or three months, probably. It's about when these, this one will come out. Um, last thing is a song to play the podcast out. What would be a song that you want to leave a lasting impression before everybody leaves listening this episode? Ooh, let me think. I think actually, and this, you know, what goes to your last question. I, um, I want to give actually a quick shout out. I did pretty much all of these songs. I wrote all these songs and everything that you hear is, is me except for a couple parts. Okay. Um, and one song is called all in time. And my sister actually plays piano on that song. Um, she's an artist who lives, she lives in Madison and she goes by Sarah Lynn. It's uh, C E R A L I N. Boxes.
Um, and then the other song is Jazz Club um, Blue Skies. And a friend of mine named Marcella Mortolaro um, has some vocals on that song. Um, and she was a, a really good friend of mine from high school. Um, unfortunately, passed away about 10 years ago. But I was really lucky to have had this recording on my computer from uh, just hanging out one night. And I always wanted to do something with that recording of her singing uh, Blue Skies. So I finally made that happen and, and put that song out. So um, I think it would be really cool to play that one. Excellent. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This was a great conversation. I enjoyed learning all about you and your music and your, your life through music. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate what you do. As we wrap up this incredible episode of the Wisconsin Music Podcast, I want to extend my gratitude to our guest, the phenomenal KM. Her ability to infuse emotions into her indie rock creations is truly something to behold. I would also like to thank Fox City's Indie Radio for playing episodes of the Wisconsin Music Podcast on Wednesdays and Sundays. So go check out Fox City's Indie Radio and all the great programming that they have on that indie station. Remember, folks, you can find KM's latest album, Paradise, on all major streaming platforms. Support local artists and let's keep Wisconsin music scene thriving. Big thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us. Until next time, this is Zach Fell signing off for the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Keep the music alive, keep it amplified, and keep discovering the great, incredible talents our state has to offer. Cheers!